Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. It is a bit of a cold and rainy day here in Massachusetts. The guest here from Pennsylvania. Welcome, Karina Bizgar. Did I say your name? See, I botched your name even after I just asked you how to say it. But my guests all know that I'm the queen of name botching. So, um, welcome from Pennsylvania. What's it like there today? Thanks. It's um, it's a little bit rainy but warmer, so ah, nice. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah. I love your scarf. Thanks. Listeners can't see, but she's all cozied up. I decided scarves are going to be my, my uniform moving forward. I need to purchase myself some more scarves. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you here today. We met through social media, one of my favorite places to meet people. Um, I'm a big fan of social media and something you said about Finding joy after trauma, processing trauma really stuck out to me. And I wrote to you and said, a lot of my clients, a lot of my listeners, even myself in some way, I don't know what degree of trauma I would qualify my own abortion as, but many of us, for many of us, abortion is a point of trauma. So I just thought it'd be really special to have you on today to talk about how you help people move through trauma and find joy again. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself to the listeners and just say what you think is relevant for this, for this show, for this conversation. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Karina Bizgare. Um, I have worked uh, only in about the past four years in this field, really helping people through times of loss. Uh, or trauma, but a lot of it is loss. Um, as I was saying to Amanda earlier, we're all going through lo- loss right now. So mm. I think we can all relate no matter what our backgrounds are. Um, I've done quite a lot of work previously in the nonprofit sector, specifically in education and the arts. And that work informs the work that I do mm. Uh, in loss, as well as a lot of stuff that I've done um, since my childhood, whether it's spending a lot of time in the woods and nature, Mm -hmm. whether it's really focused on nutrition, on different modalities of healing, of energy work, um, all of that Mm -hmm. informs my work that I do now as a coach. And I really got into it just because I saw that um, I thought I could help people And I really feel like it's important for us to allow joy into our lives. Um, Mm. For some of us, that's really, really difficult Mm. to get there. Um, And so I saw this as a place where I could really help people since I uh, kind of got to the place through lots and lots of work since I was a teenager to to allow more joy into my life. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, I hear from a lot 
of people that a few things. One is I don't deserve joy after what I've done. So there's a point of conversation for us. Um, another one is just simply like, I haven't felt joy since my procedure, since my abortion. Um, yeah, let's start with those two things. Those two I hear multiple times. Um, I'm going to say even more the first than the second, just this like belief that I, I don't deserve joy after making this choice. Even when it was a choice that I feel like I don't necessarily regret. I think that's the real kicker, right? It's like, I know I did the right thing, but I still don't think I deserve to live a life that has any joy in it. So yeah, let's hear your words. Let's, let's dig in here. <laughs> I can't say that I have any answers, but maybe I have some. No, none of us do. People, right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, when there's any kind of loss, we generally have both at the same time, we have grief and we have relief. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. You're speaking to everyone. Everyone's on the other side of their, their little listening device, like going, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. no matter what the loss, like everyone yeah. has that feeling of like, oh my gosh, there are all the things that I can catalog that I've lost. I'm really grieving. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's helpful, you know, depending on the person, sometimes it's helpful to write all those things down. Mm. So what yeah. are the things that I'm really grieving, like mm -hmm. whether it was um, the feelings that were happening in my body, whether it is the um, the future that I would have envisioned, whether it is whatever those things that I'm that I'm grieving. Um, a lot of times that will hold where we feel like we're not deserving something. Mm -hmm. um, but then on the other side, make another list. Like I would, I would actually think of it as two columns, right? So first write down all the things you're grieving. Then on the other side, write all the things that are a relief mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. that you've been able to like, oh, thank goodness. I was able to let this go. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I couldn't handle this. I knew these things were not going the right way. Um, I find that writing that down can really help. And often what we'll see is that as many things as you are grieving, you will have just as many things that mm -hmm. are a relief to you. Yeah. And sometimes it helps just to see it on paper mm -hmm. um, to kind of break, to, to allow yourself, your logical mind to kind of like, oh, all right, maybe I wasn't, admitting to myself how many things really are a relief here um mm. you know i was thinking about it this morning on my way in to the call and i haven't had um i haven't had an abortion before however i might have <laughs> i always kind of think of myself um so there was a time when my husband and i had just started dating yeah. and the condom broke and I was sure I was pregnant sure mm. like just sure mm -hmm. and I went and got a plan b pill 
And I've always thought of that as like, I really think I was pregnant at that point. And, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it this morning and just like, oh my God, thank God. I can't imagine what would have happened. We were yeah. in such not a place, like such not a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two kids now who are older and so much work um, all the time. I was just like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, thank goodness, thank goodness. And I actually have a cousin who had a child around the same time. She got pregnant the same time I did and she ended up having her child. And I'm just like, so grateful that I made that choice that I did. Um, Even though it was hard and I see her child Mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, she's, you know, graduated college now. And that's so Mm -hmm. amazing for her. But I just knew that it wasn't the right place for me. Um, Yeah. And I actually never... Yeah, I I know a lot of people don't define plan B as abortion per se, but I love hearing you talk about this. And I, I haven't talked to a lot of people about that. There's so much of the same decision making happening. Um, And I think part of it was that I really knew in my body that I was pregnant. Yeah, like just something was telling me like, I mean, I've had plenty of pregnancy scares before that, but I something told me like, oh no, this really, this is the one you really want to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you were talking about cataloging, 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 the, um, loss side, I just jotted down, like what popped into my own head for me. And it was the belief that I knew myself. So for me, I like, I was the kind of person who knew everything about me like I felt when my like the eggs implanted (laughs) like I knew and I was I had so much shame around not knowing that my IUD had completely fallen out of my body Mm. um so I lost this belief I had that I knew myself that well and I was like well who am I if I don't know my own body like Mm. so that you knowing you were pregnant kind of speaks to that that on the loss side for me yeah well and I think that's a huge that's a huge loss in the sense that we are constantly learning and growing and changing but we do want to think that we know ourselves um even though we surprise ourselves all the time right <laughs> I know and it's like literally like it's I mean it's impossible to like know yourself in the way that I you know, I wanted to believe that I did like, and, and for me, forgiveness had to come through, like letting go of some of that, like belief that it was even possible. I could know myself that thoroughly all the time. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, but yeah, really fascinating. Uh, one thing you said about, so I was, I was sort of like visioning listeners laying out these two lists and, knowing from, well, assuming from my experience with talking to people that many people will struggle on the relief side because their brain has been so focused on the grief side Mm -hmm. um, that it's hard for them to even remember that relief or want to acknowledge it. I know that there will be some more trauma training in my future. I don't have a lot of trauma training, but it's my understanding that if you're still in the trauma, it's harder to see that. 
Like it would be harder to make that relief list if you're still in the drama. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little? Like, I definitely think it's hard for people to see their relief, especially um, when there's so much emotion around it. And I think that what you really have to do is find your quietest space mm -hmm. um, and really know that this list is just for you, that no one will see it. Yeah, this, that's um, so true. Um, yeah. This is not anything for public consumption. This is something yeah. just personal, burn it afterwards. You know what I mean? Like make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny, I often in my work, although I have used this technique before, it's not usually the first thing that I go to. Um, but for some reason, it just came up as something that I thought might be really helpful. I love it. I think it's a great exercise. I think sometimes you need someone. Well, there's two things. I love what you said about remembering and keeping that perspective that this I'm not writing these things for anyone this is for me to be honest and like really know myself um and also to let it out like if there's something that you're feeling a lot of shame around this is a chance to let that out of your totally. body a little bit because we hold it and it um it just festers it's really really deleterious for us to hold onto this stuff so even yeah. just to put it out on paper can allow that first step of letting it go. Even if it's a relief that you're like, ooh, I would never admit this out loud. That is great to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, and little things too. Like, I'm so glad I'm not up in the middle of the night changing poopy diapers, <laughs> right? Like, that's a big thing, even though it's like a little thing. Um, oh no, it's a big it's thing. It's a big thing. <laughs> I think too, sometimes you just need someone doing that work with you. I think it can be done alone, but sometimes you just need someone like breaking the ice with you, you know, like saying that, yeah. like, what about the relief of not changing poopy diapers in the middle of the night? What about the relief of like nipple pain because you can't figure out how to breastfeed in, you know, in a way that feels good. Um, so, there are so many things, but I do think yeah. it helps a lot of time to have someone, I mean, this is why I do what I do, right? Because sometimes it's really tough to get there by ourselves. And I think mm -hmm. especially right now when we're feeling all so isolated, um, it's really easy just to go to that very quiet, silent, solitary place yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than have somebody kind of pull pull you out of it when you're still feeling like I'm not sure if I'm ready to be out of it yet because yeah. we do you know we do get to a place where we really love our pain mm. um, we okay love next pain. topic <laughs> I so believe that I've so experienced it I have helped you know I've helped people walk that path um but many many people think this this pain would be impossible to love like I call my abortion now a gift. I've, I've had one, um, but and when I found out I was pregnant, it felt like a like a tragedy, like like the worst thing that could ever happen. But I do call it a gift now, and that's not because like time healed my wounds. It's like I I really was able to to 
I, I hate the saying, but I use it all the time, like do the work, right? Mm. Transform that pain into something stronger and more beautiful. So I forget the words that you just used, but speak more to that. Well, here's something that I think might be really helpful um, for your folks. And I use this all the time. Um, you know, so some of my techniques are internal techniques that you're mm -hmm. just doing by yourself. And then some yeah. of them are more external, like action oriented. Yeah. So this is an internal one. Um, it, there's no order, right? So if, if people feel mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to make Love the list that. first or, oh, I want to try, it doesn't matter. You know, you do what, what kind of calls to you, what, yes. what speaks to you. So this one is really, I think, helpful. Um, and I, a lot of times like to have words around things, words mm -hmm. and breath help me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so this one, I will say you have to be kind of careful and make sure that you're really listening to my definition of the words. Um, otherwise, if you don't keep the definition in mind and kind of how I mean it in mind, you can get into more of a negative space than what is intended, okay? So this is coming from, um, it's actually, I learned it through um, a Hawaiian man who it's been passed down from generations and generations in Hawaii. It's a technique called Hoponopono. Oh, I, this has come into, in and out of my life many times and I have definitely not talked about it on the podcast. Okay. Or, or in my coaching work with abortion at all. So I love this. I love it. Uh, I have found it really, really helpful when I kind of am not in the space to just meditate or mm -hmm. I'm not feeling it for whatever reason. I found that that Ho'oponopono can really help me. And I'm giving you my interpretation, right? So mm -hmm. this is not like, don't go, you know, studying it for years and years and be like, she's not really like, this is just my interpretation of how Ho'oponopono works. So the way that I use it is through intention and through breath. Mm -hmm. And there are four um, sayings and kind of intentions that you'll use. So the first intention is, I'm sorry. Yeah. And what I'm sorry means is, I'm sorry for my part in whatever it is that's going on. Mm -hmm. This could be something that you are saying to someone else. Mm -hmm. And it could be something that you're saying to yourself. Okay. But start with, I'm sorry, you're taking responsibility for your part yeah. in whatever is going on at this moment. Yeah. The second part is forgive me. Mm -hmm. or please forgive me. I am recognizing that I have a part in this, even if I'm not quite sure what my part is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the obvious part when we're talking about abortion, but I think there are other parts that we're, maybe we're not like totally in consciousness about. So I'm sorry, please forgive me. Then the next part is what you were just talking about. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this to me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for drawing my attention this way. Thank you for the growth 
and the opportunity for change. All the different ways that you can thank this experience yeah. for how it's changed you. You would not be doing a podcast if this hadn't, you know, like all the different things, all the different thank yous. Yeah. And then finally, I love you. So again, this can be love inward or outward, but recognizing the love that is the connection between all things. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I find this really helpful is it gives me a focus and a way to kind of, to, you know, I breathe through each one. My practice is that I like to dwell a little while on some of them. If I'm feeling, um, if I'm really getting in touch with it and feeling emotion come up that I kind of breathe through it a little bit and allow the emotion to wash over me before I go to the next one. Yeah. Some people like to kind of go through the four and then go back through and then go back through and go back through. Um, and this can be, you know, again, it can be around big things or little things. So mm -hmm. if folks are wanting to kind of dip their toe in and are not sure that they're quite ready to deal with the big stuff yet. Yeah. I absolutely recommend trying this with little stuff. Okay. So I, I often have it, I use it when I'm standing in line and someone is annoying me or something's going too slow or I'm in a hurry or whatever <laughs> okay. it is. I just like take that moment, work it through. There was actually, I was just in the grocery store before um, I came on the podcast and I was behind a couple of people who they were in, one was in line in front of me and one was in the, a line kind of next to us and they were chatting, they were obviously friends. And one of them said like, oh yeah, we're only having 24 people for Thanksgiving this year. And the other one said, oh yeah, we're having 20. And I, my head almost exploded. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so I just a reality like, check in the grocery store. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry for, for listeners part of this who I have. Uh, please forgive me for my judgment or whatever it is that's coming up. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Now I know not to go to the grocery store next week. I love you. We're all connected. I know we're all feeling like we're missing our families and, um, yeah. and we want to be out of this lockdown. Yeah. You know, so it really helps to kind of like work those moments through. Uh, or I have a friend who was using it when she was getting a manicure and the manicurist was like being really rough with her and like not um, just had something else going on clearly mm, yeah. right? and was being really rough with her. And she was, um, you know, not only in physical pain, but just like, Ooh, what's happening here. And so she did the Ho'oponopono and found that after just a few times through the manicurist, all of a sudden was looking at her was um, being more gentle with her. Mm. You know, it's just really interesting to see how, although the energy shift seems like it's just internal, it does have outward manifestations. Yeah. So it is it fun to try it on little stuff to mm -hmm. see like, oh, does this really change anything? 
Yeah, I love that suggestion. And rather than going for the big guns, right? Um, Sometimes it and just well. like, I want to just say for listeners who are listening to this in like three years, we're in the like 2020 pandemic. So we're having reactions about Thanksgiving as we're recording the week before, the week of Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> and so um, we both have opinions. About Hopefully this gathering. moment will be foreign by then. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have hopes for that. I love that about big things and little things. And I also love, you know, if you do both practices that you've suggested on this podcast and you go to the, um, to your grief catalog list and just take one little piece of it and do this with one little piece of it. Right. Um, for sure. Or even, you could even do it on your relief side. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Do it on relief too. Yep. Especially yep. if you're having a lot of feelings of shame and guilt. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you're one of those people who feels like I don't deserve joy. Yeah. Go right there. Mm-hmm. Go right there. Because yeah. the relief, even though it's a relief, may feel wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, t- so work that through. Yeah. I feel like like the practice is like a, it's like a calling in of love and you don't necessarily have to know where it's coming from or why it feels better, um, but to just play with it and explore. So, and I I think it's a recognition like that we're all full human beings. We all have the capability of doing the things that everyone has the capability of doing. And recognizing that even though maybe I didn't think this was who I was before, mm-hmm. now I know that that is part of me and that I have to work on loving every part of me, Yeah, yeah. which is really hard. We all have hard parts of ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't want to look at, we don't want to love. Um, and often that's, we notice that with other people. Right. So if you notice there's someone who um, just drives you crazy, just makes you so angry, or you just feel like is so like in the grocery store (laughs) wrong or whatever it is. Yeah, it's funny. They didn't even make me angry. I was just like shocked, honestly, at the moment. But but yeah, if there's somebody like even in your family or whatever it is, who just like, oh, they just grate on you. They rub on you. Chances are they're showing you some part of yourself that you don't want to acknowledge yet. Um, yeah. You don't want to yeah. love yet. So that's a great place also to use Ho'oponopono yep. is around those relationships. Um, and it helps to recognize that, first of all, you're part of that problem um, in some way, even if you don't know what it is, and to take responsibility for your part in it. And it also helps to, to bring out that love and connection and to recognize that everyone's teaching you something. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest teachers are the ones that we don't want. (laughs) We don't want to acknowledge. So true. (laughs) So true. I think, I think we meant you mentioned this before we started recording. Um, but you mentioned working with larger like communities who've experienced loss. And so that's bringing me to the question of what happens when I've come to a place of maybe not full 
but more inner peace and inner healing around my experience or experiences. And now I have my partner's grief. I have my mother's grief. I have, right? So like I have all these external opinions and thoughts and beliefs. So like that intersection of like, I do feel like I've done my work but there's a much bigger picture here and um yeah i think this is where it really helps to have good boundaries mm, i know that yeah. word is overused um yeah but i think just a recognition that the only work is your work yeah yeah and if your mother-in-law feels a certain way and wants to express that, that's what she needs to express. Yeah. But you don't have to uh, let that sink you, mm -hmm. you know? You can just recognize, okay, that's where she is. That's what she needs to do. Yeah. Um, I know it's one of those easier said than done things, but it, it does help to almost fortify yourself internally ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So to do some work where, for instance, if you know you are going to be with this person or these people who might have opinions that they even offhandedly like to share or yeah. pointed comments, that kind of thing, to take a few minutes before you're in that situation and remind yourself that you're in your own body, that no one has the power to give you energy that is going to be harmful or negative for you. And you can almost even create your um, emotional bubble, your energy bubble around yourself yeah. you know, whatever that looks like to just like know that the only things that are permeating are things that are going to be helpful for you. Um, I do feel like it helps to just take that moment and fortify yourself, yeah. even if it means um, taking a minute and just going to the bathroom, mm -hmm. right? You're in some family gathering and something is said and you just need to like okay, I'm going to take a few minutes in the bathroom. Like you go to the bathroom, like you might do a little Ho'oponopono. You just mm -hmm. make yourself like, okay, remind yourself, I'm going to be in my positive energy bubble or whatever it is. Like only things that are, that are good for me are going to come in here and just remind yourself and take a few deep breaths. Yeah. The bathroom is such a gift. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> I totally agree. I also think um, it's just more opportunity. It's more opportunity to strengthen and to like develop that inner inner knowing, inner guidance, inner self that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, I mean, if I take my own journey, even with like getting to this point where I've been podcasting for a year and I talk about abortion. I mean, my daughter said to me the other day, you know, not all 
teenagers hear their mom talk about abortion every day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They don't. <laughs> um, but at first, I would put myself out there. I'd get a reaction. I'd retreat. I'd go do more inner work. And then I'd come back out again. And I'd get a different reaction, have a different reaction myself, go back in, do more inner work, and come out again. It's just this like, like right now I'm seeing like labor, right? There's like this, like that point in labor where you're like, there's the head and she's gone. And there's the head, right? It's like, just this like crowning of you, right? And every time you come out a little stronger, go back in, opopono, do the work and come back out. Um, so it's, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, that feels like a really important note is just like, this is the work. This is the journey. This healing like this is a journey. And it's just going to, it's ongoing, right? So it's not, when people talk about like, oh, the five stages of grief or, you know, like this kind of thing, it's no, like there are going to be days where you feel like um, there are going to be moments where you're feeling great all of a sudden. And then something happens, something triggers you and you're right back in it. Um, so just recognizing that that's all a part of the process. And I think, you know, what you're talking about too is so many people have their inner struggle or their struggle that only a few people know about um, and they're really holding it close to themselves. And you've taken the step to really make yourself vulnerable, right? to really put yourself out there, to really know that what you're speaking to will affect a lot of different people um, and people need it, that doesn't make it easy. Yeah, yeah, it's just a journey and every day gets a little stronger and a little clearer and a little more full. So I think we can all be on that path if we choose to. Is there anything you haven't said that feels like someone needs to hear these conversations always can last forever, but unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's one more tool that might be helpful. Yeah. Um, it's like the episode of tools. I love it. Well, I, I love a tool. Thank you. <laughs> so good. Because I always hear like, I always like listen to something and I'm like, oh, that's so lovely. That's so nice. That's so great. Okay, but wait, what what's now? the tool? Yeah, like what, how do I actually do that? I don't really understand um, so another one that I love, especially, you know, like you mentioned, we feel everything in our bodies. Yeah. Um, and sometimes really, really strongly, especially emotional stuff, right? So if I think of specific relationships that are problematic or have issues, like immediately I'll feel it in a place in my body. And I think it's really, really helpful, especially when it's related to abortion, which is happening in your body. Um, and there are lots of changes that happen in your body as a result. It's really helpful to get back into um, being in your body. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like screw my body now, I'm not gonna pay attention to it or like, I don't want to feel what's happening in there because yeah. it's too much. Um, so one thing that I like to do when I'm having 
sensation that's coming up in my body. Again, this, you know, the bathroom can be your friend <laughs> if this is happening while you're in public or your car or wherever you need to be. Um, but I really like to feel into that sensation in my body mm -hmm. and then work to let it go. And so it depends a little bit on what that sensation is for you. For me, often, if there's something that is really upsetting to me, it's a knot in my stomach. Mm. Um, and so you can kind of, you can take this idea and adapt it for whatever the sensation is for you. For the knot, for me, what I like to do is um, close my eyes, breathe into it, and then I actually imagine myself like there's a little tiny me mm. in that, <laughs> in my stomach that is starting to untie that knot mm. that's unraveling it. A lot of times that knot will be connected to the other person who is, um, who I'm having trouble with at that moment. Sometimes there's like a pulling you know, sometimes I envision there's strings connecting to that other person. So sometimes my little me will be in there cutting strings yes. um, and sometimes untying. In my world. What's that? We call it cutting cords in my world. Yeah. yeah. So just like starting to one by one, whether you know what those are or not, like just to and sometimes the cutting feels right to me. And sometimes it really is like, no, I need to work on unraveling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you can do that whether, you know, if it's a burning, yeah. you're the little person like dousing the flames, however, mm. however it is meaningful for you. Again, it helps me to feel like I'm taking action, even if my action is happening inside my own head and my own body. Um, oh, I love that. I love that particularly for the action takers um, to, to just turn that action inward. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. What can I do in here? That's yeah. really funny. You said something earlier, like maybe 15 minutes ago. I don't remember what it was, but I thought, oh, cord cutting. That's another thing I haven't talked about. <laughs> yeah. So of course you swung back around. How fantastic. That's great. Yeah, so it sounds good. like we have a lot of shared um, so good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just stuff that you needed to be reminded of that I thought of today. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I cannot wait to share this with listeners. And thank you so much for being oh. here. If people wanted to find you, is that something they can do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm at Blind Spot Training. Hmm. This is the name of my company. So if you look at um, blindspottraining.com, okay. I will be the first to say that I am really atrocious when it comes to marketing and social media. So often my stuff, and especially right now, for whatever reason, I've just like, I don't know, I'm doing other stuff, yeah. um, but they can always find me there and they can find me at um, blindspottraining at gmail.com too. Awesome. Yeah. I did try and find you before this podcast. I was like, I don't know where you are. <laughs> now you know. But I love that. Not everybody needs 
needs to be out in that way. And so any listener who wants to find you now knows how, and that's what matters. This was your marketing. A exactly. It's so much more fun than being it's on so social fun. media. <laughs> so I much love more fun. podcasting so much. It's like so much favorite. more nurturing. Yeah, this so is great. Thanks right. so much, Amanda. I really thank appreciate you, thank it. You, thank you. And enjoy your Thanksgiving in whatever beautiful little way that you like. I'm like little. <laughs> little. It's very little. It's very little. We're, it's like our immediate little family plus my mother-in-law who's the only person in our pod because she's solo so we have our little five people and that's it (laughs) so good enjoy it spread lots of love keep doing the beautiful work that you're doing and um have a have a cozy afternoon thank you thanks for listening and as always please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice 